Welcome to the Sanctuary First podcast. I'm James Cathcart. Thank you for listening. We recently put together an all-age interactive service at the Madoch Centre in collaboration with the congregation of St Maddo's and Kinfon's Parish Church. We use three everyday objects that we take for granted, but would often be lost without, to think about community. We were thinking about, and eating, toast. We were also thinking about keys and mobile phones. We were even texting in church. We had a toast tea party, and we thought about John chapter 6, verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He is able to sustain us throughout the day. He can fill us up and give us the energy we need. People at that time, in that culture, ate bread every day. It was an essential part of life, an everyday staple, something they took for granted but couldn't live without. I once heard a Japanese speaker saying that rice was such an important part of her diet, she felt like she had a rice stomach, like she wasn't really full unless she'd had rice. A meal just wasn't a meal without it. She reckoned that had Jesus been in Japan, he probably would have said, I am the rice of life, because that's what would have got the same gut reaction. That thing that we take for granted, but that we couldn't do without. So, while scoffing some toast... We got to thinking, what is the food that helps us get through the day? What is the food that fills and satisfies us like nothing else? And we imagine Jesus saying that he was the insert food of life. So we wrote it on some tea party bunting. We had a triangle at one end of the line that said, I am the, and at the other end of the string, of life. And we each took a triangle and added some of our own suggestions of what Jesus could be of life. So here is our collaborative effort. Jesus said to them, I am the sausages, porridge, cereal, pasta, chocolate, and blue M&Ms of life. Jesus said to them, I am the food, hoops, tofu, corn, sausages, chocolate, and flakes of life. Jesus said to them, I am the cereal, coffee, toast, chocolate cereal, pizza and shreddies of life. Jesus said to them, I am the banana, peanut butter, ham and cheese rolls, chicken curry, porridge and banana, the toast of life. Jesus said to them, I am the Weetabix, water, cheese, chips, pizza, eggs and macaroni cheese of life. Maybe there was something in that list that particularly struck you that made you think, yeah, that's what Jesus is. You'll notice that chips was in the list, and there was a suggestion that had Jesus been in Scotland, he might have said to the folk gathered round him, I am the chips of life, and that this would have met with enthusiastic nods of recognition. When thinking about being grateful for food, we shared the Selkirk grace with one another, made famous by Robert Burns. It goes like this. Some hae meat and canna eat, and some would eat that want it, but we hae meat and we can eat, say let the Lord be thank it. And then we said a new Madoch grace. Some hae toast and canna eat, and some would eat that want it, but we hae toast and we can share it, say let the Lord be thank it. 
We agreed that breakfast was a good time to remember the importance of God in our lives and to remember that we need to be fed physically and spiritually, and that so does everyone in our community. It's important to remember others who can't take what we take for granted, for granted. And so we said a toast prayer together at the end. Dear God, we thank you for toast that helps us hope. We thank you for grub that helps us love. We thank you that we can stuff our face and share with others your amazing grace. Amen. We were also thinking about mobile phones. And we looked at the verse uh, from Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Mobile phones are great tools for reaching out to others and building community, but we can also use them to shut ourselves off from others and from the world. We decided to use some jars to think about our approach to our relationships, to our community. We put stones in the jars to represent our loved ones and then reckoned that the jar was full. There just simply wasn't any more room, but there was space to fit more people. God calls us to include others, not just our favourite, our closest, nearest and dearest. And so we got some sand and poured it in and realised that there was a lot more room. And then we figured the jar must be full. But then we poured in some water and realised there was still room for more when we thought we were full up. God's grace reminds us there is more room. We even turned the jars upside down, with the lids on of course. And we saw the jars with water moving through all the relationships, all the sand and rocks. We then took our mobile phones, thinking about this, and scrolled through our contacts, our community, to see if there was someone we could send a message to, perhaps someone we had been meaning to speak to for a long time, but hadn't got round to, hadn't managed to fit in. You, listening to this now, you could do the same. Pull out your phone and look at your contacts. See if there's someone that you might want to reconnect with. We also looked at a collection of old keys and wonder, what did they open and close? What was the story behind each key? We thought a lot about keys and the importance of being responsible key holders that don't lock others out, but instead welcome others in. We thought about the verse from Matthew chapter 16, 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We want to be responsible key holders. It's a horrible feeling when you're locked out and you've lost your key or forgotten your password. Contemporary lives online are so full of passwords, and we find ourselves locked out regularly. It's the same when we find ourselves locked out of our communities. It's frustrating and dispiriting. Like our keys, we usually take our communities for granted until we lose them. Until we find ourselves shut out. If you have keys handy, you could hold them in your hand and then pray that we don't lock others out, but instead pray that we can be keys opening community for others. At the end of the service, we made a community keychain adding links to a paper chain to our giant cardboard key to community. Folk were to write on their link something they valued about community, something they were grateful for about their community, or perhaps something that they hoped for for their community. They then came forward and added each link to the chain. We had a fantastic bunch of heartfelt responses. 
So what follows is our community keychain. Feasting. Encouragement and support. The old ladies baking. The encouragement and understanding from fellow believers in Christ. May we be the key to community for others. Love, joy, peace. Friends, friendship, friends, friends. Acceptance, friends. The ability to meet and speak to new people. I like to be someone's friend. Community, things I appreciate. Friendship, sharing food, fellowship. Everybody has fun. Caring, loving, taking an interest in another. Helpful. Friendship, curry evenings. Family, friendship, support, friendship. Characters, children, acceptance, need of Jesus, joy in each other. And there were also two lovely scribbles, something between words and pictures that I couldn't quite make out, something in between, but something heartfelt and wonderful, but somehow hard to put your finger on, perhaps an appropriate way to end our thoughts about community, theology, life, love, and the meaning of it all. Thanks to everybody who contributed to our collaborative prayers, to everyone who is part of the service, both at the Maddox Centre and online. Thanks for listening, and make sure to look us up online on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date with Sanctuary First. God bless.